Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Horace Slughorn, Bellatrix Lestrange, Joey Devine, Nearly Headless Dick, Sean Keen, Hepzibah Smith. Musical guest further, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and we're back with another episode. I'm here with the out of town in his parents' house, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm in my parents' house. <laughs> There's a there's a shocking lack of holiday bears. Normally, there's a lot of holiday bears in the house. I can only see just no six, which is unsettling. That's probably 20, 25 low on normal. Normally, I should be able to see way more stuffed bears. But we are kind of in between holidays. It's not time for the St. Patrick's Day bears yet, I guess. Um. Well, that's great. Uh, Sean, should we talk about the viral thing? Oh, my God. It's been incredible. Uh. We go viral a lot here at Round Ball Rock. (laughs) So much. Um, And on Monday, after, look, everyone was so stoked about that seal story, about seal eating an entire loaf of gluten-free bread in front of Carly Rae Jepsen, that we, on Monday, unveiled the hashtag seal challenge. Uh, and that's where you film yourself eating an entire loaf, slice by slice, of dry, gluten-free bread. Uh, Sean, you accomplished it. I failed at it. But mm-hmm. those you can see those videos at uh, roundrockpod at, G- 
not at our email. I mean, I guess I'll email them to you if you want. Yeah, sure, whatever. At Round Rock Pod on Twitter. But more importantly, we want you, our listeners, to take the SEAL challenge. Film Mm -hmm. yourself eating slice by slice again a dry loaf of gluten-free bread and send (laughs) it to us. I will edit them in fast motion and then put a SEAL song behind them and then put them up on uh the round rock ball rock page we've had a ton i haven't been home so i haven't Mm -hmm. gotten to post them yet but a ton of you have sent us in and thank you so so much to our community you mean the world to me what's up youtube Mm -hmm. we appreciate everybody and as you know this is for uh, mental health awareness i believe right no sean it's not that kind of challenge (laughs) yeah because if we all we we're never gonna survive unless we stop stigmatizing crazy making challenges about stuff is so 2013 now hashtag challenges are just challenges like the momo challenge Oh yeah, you watch like a video that makes you kill yourself or whatever that is oh that makes a lot of sense. I thought it was the FOMO challenge, and the kids were just, like, afraid of missing out on suicide. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, the the hashtag seal challenge is a lot like the hashtag Momo challenge. <laughs> um, because uh-huh. that gluten-free bread will make you feel crazy and also possibly want to kill yourself. I still feel terrible, and it's 48 hours later. Tight. Yeah, so um, I think Howard Schultz is going to do it, Joey. I do. Um, yeah, uh, again, not that kind of ch- hashtag, not that kind of challenge. <laughs> um, also, uh, as always, we want to hear from you, our listeners, our readers. Uh, tweet at us, especially your SEAL Challenge videos at Round Rock Pod, or email us questions for us to answer we got a great one from m burkett that we're going to answer later this week um Mm -hmm. but you can always email us your questions at roundrockpod at gmail.com or if you really want to you can call us on the phone at that number that doesn't spell anything which is country code plus one i believe (laughs) that's the u.s right that's what yeah because we're number one. Uh, 323-682-0342. Um, Sean, anything you want to get to before we get to our uh, big scoop we have? We have a big scoop. Um, you think maybe we, we, let's just lead with the scoop. Okay. Let's, yeah. Look, this is normally where we do news, but this news is so big. We're doing it outside of the news. Um, and that's it. That is, um, Sean, you got a, uh, a leak, didn't you? Yeah. Um, as you guys all know, we have a secure drop where we, you know, our insiders and our sources can anonymously send us big NBA bombshells. And, uh, this week, and that's DMing us on TikTok, right? That's true. That's true. Um, it has to be in like video form. I don't totally understand how it works, but I do think we're part of WikiLeaks now. Oh, great. Yeah. Anyway, this week I checked the secure box and uh, it was anonymously sent. It's it's an advanced copy of the Wizenard series training camp. The Kobe the Bryant's audiobook. Yeah. Someone well, sent yeah. us 
a piece of Kobe Bryant's audiobook. We don't and have was, the whole thing. It's no. only maybe half a chapter. Is it even a? Is it even that much? Is, I, it was. It was labeled as a chapter, but I'm. There's no way a chapter is this short. I don't know because Kobe wrote it, and I don't like like how long. Hold is on, this? Kobe did not write it. We need to he's, make that clear. He's listed as one of the two authors. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 that's Wesley King and Kobe Bryant. Those are the guys listed. Although I believe it's it's more of a story by right. characters by, <laughs> kind of like what James Fry turned to after he got outed for his fake memoir and had to mm-hmm. apologize to Oprah. That was weird. Yeah, Kobe's Kobe's running like a literary sweatshop. <laughs> yeah, like Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I am number four. <laughs> those books too. Um. Okay. So should we play it? You know what? Um. I talked with our legal team, which is uh, at Damon Agnos, uh, who is not a copyright lawyer, but uh, he said he he said we should do it. So. I'm not afraid of getting sued. Okay, well, here it is then. Granity Audio presents the Wizenard series, Training Camp. Written by Wesley King and Kobe Bryant. Read by Sir Nigel Quiblington. Copyright Granity Publishing, 2019. Chapter 6. Day two. Welcome to zone defense against the dark arts class, said Professor Wizenard, holding a basketball in one hand and a burning bundle of sage in the other. Corey Brandt, the star of Dern's struggling basketball team, looked at his teammates quizzically. This was not what he'd expected when he and the other players had boarded the Pig Moles local to Wizenard's basketball camp in Montana. Or he thought it was Montana. Did Montana have unicorns? Wizard continued, addressing the team's small forward. Brick Knox, I saw the film from the game against Notsob. What do you do on a side pick and roll? Notsob was Dern's biggest rivals. They were a rich, all-white school led by a child genius, Darb Stevie, who had never lost a big game and never had sex. Corey Brandt wanted revenge against them. Brick answered, Well, normally I try to direct the ball handler to the big man, but now that Jack Eel has transferred to Miami, I don't know what we should do. Corey shook his head and jutted out his lower jaw in an underbite. He never understood why everyone loved Jack Eel so much. He was big, but he was out of shape. Plus, he always seemed more interested in making magical rap songs than practicing basketball. Dern's new center, Saul Pagol, spoke up. Devemos ir pela tela? Saul was from Portugal, so he spoke Portuguese, which Cory Brandt understood because he was a parsley tongue. That meant he understood any language from a country that cooked with a lot of Italian spices. Saul was asking if they should go over the screen. Good answer, said Professor Wizenard. But the best defense is a good offense. 
which is why we are going to learn something new. It's a mysterious offensive spell that I learned from my mentor, Professor Oklahoma Summer. It's called the Pentagram Offense. Corey Brandt looked up in surprise. He was even more surprised when Wizenard handed him a dagger and asked him to slice his palms and collect the blood in a jeweled chalice. It was a chalice like none he'd ever seen. Professor Wizenard, he asked, does this chalice have... Eleven rings? Yes, replied Wizenard. And as you know... Rings are the most important measure of success. Corey did know this. Everyone smart knew that. And they also knew a true leader needed to act without hesitation. He leapt up, spun around, and shouted, Corey! And slashed his hands. Now that's what I call a dagger! Shouted Dirk Crabber, the point guard who was there also. Then Dirk Crabber went back to plotting about how to steal all the players' money and their ex-wives. Um... Sean, mm-hmm. should we even comment on that at all? I mean, I think I just think it's going to be a really good book. I yeah. think children are going to really like it. Uh, should and we? It's very imaginative, very original. Should we announce our new podcast? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, coming summer two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's nineteen, right? That, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming summer two thousand nineteen. Uh, we're going to be unveiling a new Round Ball Rock podcast. Uh, called Binge Mode Granity. Yep, yep. Um, where uh, we're gonna watch and listen, uh, we're gonna read all the Binge Mode, bo- I mean, all the Granity books, mm-hmm. uh, watch all the Granity movies, we're gonna walk you through them step by step, every yeah. episode, it's gonna be a chapter from Training Day, Training Camp, the Wizard Series Training Camp, and any other Granity-related stuff that comes out. I don't know if there's a recap podcast that recaps podcasts yet. Is I mean, there it? are several Twitter feeds that do it. That is true. That is true <laughs> of well-adjusted people. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a podcast about Kobe's podcast for children. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Sean, have I ever told you what my favorite show is? Uh, no, what is it? It's The Blacklist. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joey, uh, wait, wait a second. Is your favorite food apples? (laughs) No, but my favorite quote from the the Blacklist is, I Uh love apples. Everyone loves them. Oh, Red Reddington. Yeah, Red Reddington said that, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, That is a weird inside joke for about three people, but anyway, Um, I'm going to do it every time it comes up. That podcast is, uh, that, that Kobe podcast is called The Punies. So we're going to be We're not listening to that. I you'll have to find another co-host to recap the punies. I'll do Granity, <laughs> will not do the punies. Something called the punies, no fucking thanks. <laughs> Quote unquote Joey Divine 2019. He just found out what year it is. Uh what's great about the description is it says created by NBA champion Kobe Bryant. Mm. 
there are several other things you could put in front of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that features a cast of characters called the Good Old Gang. Oh, fucking shit, dude. I'm pretty excited for episode six. You gotta fail to land. How many episodes All of this are there? Sorry. Uh, there are 11. Are there gonna be more? Uh. I mean, I guess there are. The last <laughs> one is called Righteous Rivals. Oh, man, it has it. It's an average of a five star rating from its seven hundred and twenty eight ratings. A lot, but most of them just say that they're better than LeBron's podcast for kids. That's weird. I painted over up here uh, a uh, the LeBron's mural and painted the punies over it. Yeah. What was LeBron's I... cartoon show? Remember that. LeBron did have a cartoon show. Um, that's not Survivor's Remorse, right? No. I've still never seen this. That was song. way before. It was it the Sports Guys? No, cartoon? it's called the LeBrons. Oh, the LeBrons! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's ten episodes of the LeBron, and uh, launched on YouTube April two thousand eleven. Oh. Uh, comments are disabled for the LeBrons because they would be people. Granity stands, I believe. LeBron played all the characters because it's the characters he used to play in those funny commercials, only doing uh, unfunny yeah, yeah. kids cartoons. I believe it was he playing his uh, character from Smallfoot in that one as well. No, oh, come on, Smallfoot is not a spinoff you know of Guangi's name. Well, I just I just didn't know if Guangi was a character from the LeBron. LeBron James is Guangi. Everybody knows him. <laughs> yeah. But was that spun off into no, Smallfoot? No, 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 okay. no. Okay. That's okay. a separate thing. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Um, anyway, uh watch every episode. You know what, listeners out there, I'm giving you homework other than the SEAL challenge. In fact, while <laughs> you're doing the SEAL challenge. Uh-huh. Listen to the punies and or the and l- listen to episode one of the punies and then episode one of the LeBrons and tell me mm-hmm. which one is better. Yeah, because I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, Joey, did I tell you um, how embarrassed I was by how many Anthony Davis uh, murals I painted over last month? <laughs> I just I feel like such an idiot now. <laughs> I yeah. w- well. Sean, I have some uh, some news for you. What's that? I was actually the one painting those Anthony Davis murals. Oh, no. And I was painting them over murals of Kareem. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. I also um, painted a Reggie Bullock mural over a Mike Muscala mural. Mm. <laughs> that was a weird day. Los Angeles is a great place. It's Laker country, baby. <laughs> um. All right, should we get to the news? Yeah, I guess so. All right. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, our first story. Mm. The story everyone's been talking about. Yes. Uh, the Celtics are back, baby! Oh, finally. They were down. We all hated them for about three whole days. Mm. We were talking about how Brandon Ingram is better than Jason Tatum. We were talking about how uh, 
uh, Gordon Hayward is like a like a middle aged woman who drinks wine. We were when talking- you said. Yeah, you said you were going to pack Kyrie Irving's bags and drive him to the airport. I also said the best thing that would happen to the that could help happen to the Celtics is Kyrie getting a knee injury for 3 weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is also something I said on my podcast this week with Ryan Russillo. Um but tonight Your podcast is mostly about screenwriting, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But tonight uh mere hours ago Mm-hmm. The Boston Celtics kicked the shit out of the Golden State Warriors, which definitely means they're good again. That's all the stories we're going to be hearing about. The Celtics are good again. The Celtics are good again. Damn, the Celtics are back. Brad Stevens is a genius. Uh, like, how could they beat a Golden State Warrior team that hasn't tried in two weeks, was missing mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, Sean Livingston, and Kevon Looney. Like, man, what a fucking miracle. Wow. I mean, look, Gordon Hayward scored 30 points. To me, that means he's completely back, and he's definitely not getting divorced this summer. <laughs> you know what I said while watching this game, Sean? What was that? I said, ugh. I can't believe I'm watching people play a game for a living. How pathetic is my life? <laughs> it's pretty gross, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I I did not see a minute of this game. I was driving the entire time uh, through a, a terrifying lightning storm. Mm-hmm. It was five hours of terrifying lightning and pounding rain. And uh, I felt like I was facing the Boston offense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, well, let me, I watched this game, Sean, and let me tell you something. Uh, the Warriors were not trying. (laughs) Well, I take that back. Steph Curry was trying, as Uh always. Uh, Draymond Green was trying intermittently. Uh, Uh but Kevin Durant was not trying at all. Uh. Oh, that's, that's weird that, that that guy would do that. There were literally several times where, uh, Kevin Durant, like, rotated late to a backdoor cut that was a wide-open layup and didn't even put his hands up to contest. Well, I think that's because he considers Kyrie his real teammate now, Well, right? and then the here's the other thing everyone's going to be talking about, Sean. Uh-huh. Kyrie and Kevin Durant, the only times either looked happy during the game was uh-huh. when they were talking to each other at the end. Now, now, is it right that they that they kissed before the game like Magic and Isaiah? <laughs> uh, the other thing that happened is they both yelled at the media again tonight. Both of mm-hmm. them, both Kyrie and KD. Oh, both of them did. <laughs> yeah, uh, Steve Kerr. Gonna, New York is going to be so cool next year <laughs> with those two guys. Steve Kerr did some dumb bullshit where he was like, first off, Steve Kerr, um, you're a good coach. I love you." Love you, buddy. Um, I know you listen because you love Luka Doncic parodies. They're your favorite songs. Yeah, he uh, tweeted about them. Um, but uh, he said that uh, the Warriors need to play angry, mm-hmm. um, which is counter to what he always says. But this is some like Phil Jackson bullshit. You know what I mean? He used to say they needed to play with joy right. all the well, time. And then he's the he's the Mario Kondo of the NBA. So 
KD was asked by Tim Kawakami, a man he yells at every time. Every you know, day. no athlete, you haven't been through the Bay Area yet as an athlete until you've yelled at Tim Kawakami in front mm-hmm. of other reporters. It's a rite of passage for an athlete. It's a rite of passage for a for coach. It's a rite of passage for an even like an owner's uh, idiot son. <laughs> um, but uh, so he asked that. And first off, he said... Uh, Kerr said, blah, 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 you need to play angrier. And Kevin Durant went, who? Which, first oh, off, about, not a great, uh, uh, yeah, not a great sign that he does not know his coach's name. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, he said the same thing you just said, which is, I thought we were supposed to play with joy. Which is it? Wow. Um, well, I guess, I guess Steve Kerr is going to have to relay his calls through David Fisdale. Kevin Durant's <laughs> real coach. Um, Boy, it's tough. It's it's. I'm I'm sorry. It's so tough for Kevin Durant these days in in Oakland. Mm-hmm. It just seems like he's got so much pressure from the the notably vicious Bay Area sports media. <laughs> uh, tough place to play. Just grilling these guys. Just a gauntlet of just hard-nosed investigative reporters who definitely haven't written books about the team kept their access going. The whole um, time. So, and then here's what Kyrie said tonight. This is very oh, Kyrie. Uh, the business part of it is what makes it terrible for me, honestly. Dealing with all this shit. The basketball part, I have to keep that fun. That's where I'm great. That's what makes me happy. Is he is he has he had to like negotiate a deal this season? <laughs> it seems like it's people periodically asking him questions. <laughs> and then uh they asked him what's different with this year's Warriors and he said I won't be a headline. I'm good. I'm good. Next question. <laughs> oh. God, so media savvy. I'm telling you these the this like this combination next year, every time these guys uh, meet, I just get more excited about the Knicks' future next year. <laughs> these guys, uh, Frankie Smokes, they got to bring back Cantor. Hey, just, Mitchell Robinson's just... been actually pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think the Knicks will definitely continue to develop that young player. <laughs> what could go wrong? Um. All right. I guess that's all we should see. Is you didn't watch the game. That's probably I didn't, all we should. I talk didn't about. watch the game. I just I just saw they were. You know, they're. You know, what's a good sign of that the Warriors are not very committed to a game when they start the game down like ten to nothing. Mm-hmm. That's it. A, was an eleven zero run to start. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's. You know how some people are like, you know what the most important part of the game is? The last five minutes, the first couple minutes of the third quarter. Well, the Warriors, sometimes it's the first 90 seconds of the game. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, three-fifths of you showed up. And, you know, can you fault them? Yes, they're making let's, a great deal of money. <laughs> but, let's be honest, Sean. It's usually like one and a half-fifths. <laughs> There's one guy who always tries, and then uh-huh. other guys who try intermittently. 
yeah, one guy, one guy who always tries, but also uh, has like a certain degree of variance in his game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I, is yeah, also it, their best player. <laughs> I would say it's not so much an, uh, a matter of effort, but maybe sometimes a matter of focus, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> care? I'm not sure. But look, I'm just, I'm glad, I'm glad Gordon Hayward got to light it up in the Bay area uh, where so many of the game designers who make his favorite games were sitting court. <laughs> um, all right. Should we talk about other cool white assholes like Gordon? Oh, Hayward? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. Robert Sarver, owner of the Phoenix huh. suns, Sean, it came out this week, filled his former GM's off, uh, off Ryan McDonough's office with goats last year. Mm hmm. Uh, seems like a totally normal and cool business environment. Yeah, if your boss is putting live goats in your office as a joke, but like doesn't realize that goats will shit everywhere and destroy your office. Should I read the quote? Yeah, give me the quote. Uh, this is from ESPN's story by Kevin Arnovitz, who uh, probably is watching Top Chef right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Quote, Four years after naming McDonough general manager, Sarver acquired some live goats from a Diana Taurasi event at Talking Stick Resort Arena and planted them upstairs in McDonough's office. The stunt was both a practical joke and an inspirational message. The sons should find a goat of their own, one who dominates like Taurasi. The goats, unaware of their metaphorical connotation, proceeded to defecate all over McDonough's office. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's my question. Yes. There are two two huge question marks here in that two sentences for me. Okay. One, um, I sort of understand putting the goats in the office. Like, I don't, I would never do it, obviously, but I get the shitty practical joke part of it. Yes. What I don't understand is why there were live goats at a Diana Taurasi event. What was it was apparently the same reason because they're like she's the greatest of all time, but like shouldn't you just have one goat? <laughs> yeah, because there's only one goat. Because when you have multiple goats, it's like then you have to start like, painting over the, murals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I would also think like if you have multiple goats, it's like these are all the people we're going to blame for our failure. <laughs> right. Right. It's very weird that transition. I feel like the like goat was a bad term until like five years ago. Five years ago, and it's only because of particularly. It's just like people who think that extremely minor degrees of cleverness are enough to repeat them a thousand times. Mm -hmm. Explain that further. Well, it's just like there's so many dumb combination words that people will use. But yeah, it's like someone, someone on Twitter, I'm sure wrote goat and then like put crying Jordan next to a goat. And then was like, no, look, it's the goat. And then someone put that Taylor Swift goat thing next to it. And it's just like, like the dumbest low common denominator meme thing. And look, let's just say this. People who like write about sports um, are not always the funniest guys. What? But they're very quick to um, 
realize that there should be a joke about something. And so then they'll represent something that like seems like it would be a joke or had been a joke for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, th- I, th- I feel like that's how those kind of things happen. And like dumb nicknames come around like that too. Like the Durantula. Uh, yeah, the Durantula. Someone made a graphic. Um, the Slim like, Reaper. Like the, the, yeah, things that don't don't actually come slide off the tongue, but kind of look like 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 puns are not very cool. Yeah, puns are lame. Even and yet, though, look, we are guilty of a lot of puns on this show. That's true, but we're not proud of them. No, no, we we have actual jokes too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's a a variety of things, but yeah, just so much, so much trash is all I'm saying. And and goat being, I don't know, man. It's not like like how often are you actually talking about someone who is the greatest of all time? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess all the time if you're obsessed with, you know, Kobe Bryant, the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, but no, he's not. Um, anyway, why, why are you bringing live animals into the arena anyway? Just a bad idea with every kind of animal, but particularly Mm, one that's shitting everywhere. I'm going to disagree with you because I've been saying this for a while. Uh, I want to see a live dog in an arena all the time, you know, whether it's a dog. What? Yeah, love the frisbee dogs. But no, I've been saying for a long time that the okay, the Warriors don't have a mascot because uh uh the Oklahoma City Thunder also stole that, you know? Yes. Um but uh, I've been saying for a long time they should it go like straight college football and just get like a dog in a Warriors jersey to be their mascot. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I think, like I a think big they're... dumb dog. <laughs> like just this I think dumb they're... stupid dog. <laughs> I think they're threatened because the Kings have a dog mascot along with their lion mascot. Also, well, having two mascots is also dumb. Well, Pick I guess a apparently mascot. The, dog, the dog is the, a mascot for the arena. Yeah, the arena doesn't need a mascot unless well, that unless up. the arena's mascot is a talking stick. That is the only arena that should have its own mascot. Well, they also already have their own mascot, which is the trash robot. <laughs> right. So yeah, like like does the does the golden retriever for the golden one arena come out for like concerts? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, Slamson have his shine. Slamson the lion. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes, the only arena that should be allowed to have its own mascot is the talking stick. And it's a talking stick, obviously. It has to be a talking stick, yes. Yeah. Unlike other mascots, it has to talk constantly. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> well, I would, I would also be okay with, uh, the Orlando Magic having, like, um, like a living pyramid for the Amway Pyramid scheme that was just, like... <laughs> Like or like a mummy that was like, "You are cursed with us stealing your money." <laughs> um. Anyway, let's get back to Robert Sarver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a couple other fun facts about Robert Sarver. Are you ready? Suns yes. owner. Uh, he used to go into the locker room after games or at halftime to berate the coaching staff and quote unquote instruct the big men on how to set better screens. 
Uh, he once berated everyone's the only good person from Duke ever, Grant Hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how dare you berate Grant Hill? National treasure, Grant Hill? The only person who's allowed to do that is Jalen Rose. Yes. <laughs> also Christian Leitner. But we don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing yelling at Grant Hill? Come on, man. Who do you uh, think you are? Uh, Grant he, Hill drinks Sprite. Yeah. he ha- Well, one of the great NBA commercials. Uh, he heckled his own players from his seats. Oh, the Sterling. Donald Sterling style. classic, dude. Yeah. Uh, he would lecture restaurant owners on how to improve their businesses when the sons ate there. Yeah, that's also a really cool move. Uh, he only hired two replacements after he fired five people in the front office a few days before the season. Yeah, it, which is like, what's kind of amazing to me is that people like literally don't know who to call in the front office. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's... Uh, the reason for some of their moves, like just like kind of straight up releasing Tyson Chandler just because like James Jones didn't know how to get an outside land, a line. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't it's know. Like, Do I have to dial seven? Uh, just, just buy him out. <laughs> just buy him out. Uh, and like all that confusion with that Memphis trade, like, cause they have two GMs who don't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only hired, uh, oh, sorry. And also, even though, because of this, uh, the city of Phoenix still gave them $175 million to upgrade their arena, even cool. though that old lady told them not to. She eviscerated Robert Sarver. In that rap battle. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should play that. Yeah, All right. play that. It's your turn, baby. 45 seconds. Let this motherfucker feel it. All right? Yo, DJ, spin that shit. This is Chicago politics at its worst, and it has a very foul odor. And we are not in the business of funding private enterprise. I don't care what it is. Mr. Sarver has done nothing to improve this team in the 14 years he's owned it. He's so tight, he squeaks when he walks. But in case you didn't think that was bad enough, uh, do you want to hear some facts about their current GM, James Jones? Please. Uh, he doesn't LeBron's go... best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who just uh, helps clutch constantly. <laughs> um, he doesn't go on the road to watch college games. Well, I mean, it's not like the Suns will be picking highly in the draft uh, for the 19th row. Honestly, though... With what we've learned about scouting on Twitter recently, um, shouldn't we maybe be sending those guys away from society? <laughs> I mean, the problem is, like, I feel like that's mainly video coordinators. <laughs> All I know is they could for sure beat Di- Diana Taurasi one-on-one. Um, uh, they'd beat the crap out of her. <laughs> uh, James Jones also said, quote, there's a perception of what a GM is and what a GM does that you have to log the hours and open up the laptop. I've never purported to be that guy. Okay. Sean, question for you. 
Yeah. How long has James Jones been the GM? Uh, he has been the GM since September, I believe. Should he be telling me, like, telling people what a GM is and what a GM does? Well, here's here's what I'm going to say. I kind of respect the take that, like, if you're the GM, you don't necessarily have to log the hours. I think you have to open up your laptop. <laughs> you should probably open up your laptop in your six months. Because he's not like, he's not like, log the hours and, like, stare at your laptop forever. No, he says... People think you have to open up your laptop mm-hmm. to be the GM. The Phoenix Suns that this is not true. I don't have to open up a laptop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's saying he's not using it at all in his job. Mm-hmm. He probably uses an iPhone, though. You don't even need a laptop these days. Well, I, I've actually heard that he uses um, like a modified fire. Uh, so, wait, he uses oh, a what? I think he uses a modified uh, Kindle Fire. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he can. He doesn't. He can't get that many apps or like get video to run. But he doesn't need that. The GM doesn't need to watch basketball. <laughs> um. So that that's going to be bad forever. Uh. So that's it with the Suns. Uh. Let's move on to another story. Uh. So our next story. Uh. Sean, I don't know anything about this. Um, uh-huh. Snoop Dogg offered to sell his box seats for the Lakers for $5? Yeah, it wasn't clear, but I think he, I, he apparently Snoop has like a luxury box at the game or he, a booth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works exactly. I'm sure it's but a luxury he, box. Yeah. Yeah. He, he offered to sell his tickets to the booth for $5. I assume that's like $5 a game. Where did he do this? Uh, he recorded a video and posted it online. Cause I would buy these tickets. Well, I think a lot of people tried and he took the video down. I don't know how you're supposed to contact Snoop about that. <laughs> um, I feel like he would have a lot of friends probably that would want to use the seats, but, um, well, let me tell you a couple things he, he said. He said it was terrible watching the Steelers play this year, and it was terrible watching the Lakers play. Somebody got to go. A lot of people have to go, starting with the coach. Uh, he basically said that they needed to get a slave ship and ship everybody out. Uh-huh. Is uh, he also talking about – is he talking about LeBron, or is he talking about everyone else? I got the impression that he meant, like, Luke Walton and the staff, but – but anybody that Snoop would consider a sorry motherfucker is apparently uh, going on the slave ship. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, not LeBron, not LeBron, because he said he needs to get LeBron some help because the goofballs were not going to do shit. Oh, so he's talking about Rondo uh, and those guys. I mean, I don't know who is considered a goofball or a sorry motherfucker. <laughs> the only person exempt from his criticism specifically is LeBron here. Yeah. So is he represented by Clutch? Oh, I think he must be, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, if anyone wants to know who if oh, sorry, if anyone knows who the goofballs or the sorry motherfuckers are on the uh LA Lakers, please contact us at Round Rock Pod or at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Or yeah. if Snoop Dogg, if you're listening, call us on the phone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I said the number up. at the top of the show. And we're, we would be very interested, uh, Round Ball Rock as a podcast would be interested in those $5 booth tickets. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, all Let right, us our, know, buddy. Our next story, Sean. Uh, yeah. Jason Tatum turned 21 this week. I don't I I don't believe I it. know he's ageless of course yeah. he's 20 he's perpetually 20 there's no Do you think he'll way. do you think he's do you think he's had a sip of alcohol yet? No, of course not. No, Martinelli's only. Yeah. Dude, virgin coach virgin mocktails. <laughs> that's how that's how the Boston Celtics roll. Yeah. Um all right, uh our next story Carmelo Anthony, Sean Mm-hmm. Not coming to save the Lakers. Rejected wow. them. Broke off talks because the team is losing so much. Man. Uh, that banana boat is going to be awkward yeah. this summer. <laughs> I heard he was selling his seat on the banana boat for $5. <laughs> Too many goofballs. See, if I were a Lakers fan, I would be demanding a banana boat to come get these people out of there. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, not a slave ship. <laughs> uh, I would love to see a moment where um, Dwayne Wade trades jerseys with Mello and it's just his hoodie. <laughs> and it's just like some YMCA where Carmelo's allegedly working out. Um. All right, Sean. Uh, Eric Bledsoe signed an extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years, $70 million. It's going to take him eight for between ages 29 and 33. Uh, mm-hmm. This definitely means Chris Middleton is almost certainly getting a max, though, right? Um, I mean, someone was going to offer him that max, right? But yes, but also it's going to be a weird offseason for the Bucks. I mean, Brooke Lopez, Nikola Miritich, Malcolm Brogdon, and Chris Middleton are all free agents. So Whatever, Watch a game, not a spreadsheet. Get exactly. your pocket protector out of your ass. Yeah, fuck you, nerds. Watch a goddamn game. Who cares? Get out of there. You don't have to open your laptop to be a fan or a GM. They're going to make the fucking finals. Who gives <laughs> <Yeah>. a shit? <laughs> um, And it's funny because people have... I think this feels like maybe Eric Bledsoe could have gotten more. But like he just likes Milwaukee and... It's a this is steal, it's dude. so weird that this is the first time that Eric Bledsoe has like really gotten to choose where he goes. Yeah. You know, like he he just got traded three times. Yeah. And now he's like, I don't care. Like, no one's yelling at me. <laughs> uh, Robert Sarver isn't here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My owner's not heckling me. <laughs> Oh, has, did he play for Donald Sterling and Robert Sarver? That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sure did. Um, all right. Uh, now it's the part of the show where Sean and Joey bend over backwards. Normally we're so hard on people's personalities, but uh, yes. now you get to hear us have our fandom get in the way. Sean uh, Keen, Andrew Bogut is coming back to the Golden State Warriors. How do you feel this, about that? It feels like a prank, I would say. <laughs> that was my first guess. Is like, like, okay. So, so what I've been hearing is like, oh, it seems weird that Andrew Bogut's coming back for the Lakers to the Warriors. But Steph uh, Curry said it was weird today. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Of course, it's weird. And then um, people are saying, like, oh, well, Andrew Bogut's healthy now. He was the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year in the Australian League. Mm-hmm. They Did anyone actually, games. like, check that out? 
I mean, could, couldn't it have just been like some Australian like radio prankster who's like, oh yeah, Andrew Bogan, oh he's so healthy, mate. <laughs> like, well, I I literally have no way to watch that footage. I don't think those games are even televised. So sure. Uh, I like it just because um, the Warriors have been a, a bit frustrating and kind of boring. And the fun stuff has generally been like Boogie and stuff. Before and we talk about that, though, um, do you want to bring up Andrew Bogut's personality a little bit here? Yeah. OK, so Andrew Bogut is a he's a scoundrel, I would say. He's uh, a coded racist. I mean, yeah, I guess he has yeah. definitely said the words bling bling yes. about NBA players in the past. That is true. That is true. But like, he is also a like dedicated troll, uh-huh. I would say. Now, you know, like the way he would constantly refer to Harrison Barnes as the Black Falcon, I think was very funny. Possibly he just liked saying the word black. I don't know. <laughs> Both are probably equal possibilities. Uh, seems to be seems to be a right wing guy. I would say. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, he uh, is a Pizzagate truther. That's not he did, good. He did retweet something about Pizzagate. I'm going to say one thing. And then thing. fought he, all our friends about it, though. He did fight a lot of comedians, which, you know what? Whatever, man. Stop fighting with everybody. Stop quote tweeting people. Have some fun. Um, I mean, being a Pizzagate truther is a Pizzagater is pretty ridiculous. But here's what I'm going to say. A lot of people didn't believe uh, in a sex trafficking ring involving powerful men in the past. And look what happened with Jeffrey Epstein. You know what I mean? And Alan Dershowitz. So are you saying saying the Democratic Party that there was some truth to Pizzagate, Sean? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying I'm just saying he had the location wrong for sure. (laughs) I don't think it was out of a I don't think it was in the basement of a pizza parlor, but. I'm going to say he might be kind of closer to the right side of history. Like, I don't think it was a partisan thing. I think it was more of a classist thing. And that's the thing that Andrew Bogan needs to do. He needs to put a rose emoji next to his name and start thinking about class struggle instead of viewing anything in such a partisan racist manner. Um, The racism is still not not good, Sean. No, but I just think I just think he's like. I'm always curious when there's a guy like like how racist can you actually be if you were in the NBA for 11 years? I don't know. Still like less racist than 95 percent of white people in America. Here's a question I want to ask you, though. Yeah. Andrew Bogut. Yes. Do you think he believes in QAnon? No. Why? That Pizzagate comes from QAnon. I think Pizzagate maybe predates QAnon, right? No, but that's where QAnon com- comes out of Pizzagate, dude. It's a larger... QAnon and Pizzagate are all wrapped up together. I just think he's like a troll, though. I don't think he necessarily, like... He li- he likes making people angry. How many Peppy the Frog memes do you think he has saved on his oh, phone? Oh, uh, many, many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't think... I think he's more like... I just feel like he's a provo- 
provocateur mm-hmm. more than like I don't feel He's like, like the Andrew... NBA's Morton Downey Jr. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. I could see him totally. <laughs> well, also, he's good at faking injuries, much like Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> Exaggerating physical contact. Do you um, think he is going to get caught at the like on his way out of town? He's going to fake being attacked by Antifa at the SFO airport. And the reason they'll know is because he drew the Antifa backwards. Backwards on his yeah. face. And he's like, well, he might draw it like upside down because he's used to Australia. And he's like, oh, I wrote it <laughs> counterclockwise. What was I thinking? Um, But do I think the Warriors are going to be more fun with Andrew Bogan on the roster? Hell yes, I do. Yeah, I also kind of think that. I mean, look. I have more problems with Andrew Bogut than I think you do, personally. <laughs> I just don't... Yeah. I do think from a basketball standpoint, he is actually going to help them. Yeah, like, what's because the... I would much rather watch him than Kevon Looney. I've said this before. <laughs> I'll say it <laughs> again. Kevon Looney, Looney the... who has been good. He's like... Yes. He's good. I get it. Yes. I, he's just the most boring basketball player I think I've ever had to watch. Uh, oh, because you, because you want a guy who can jump more than two and a half inches off the ground, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> and also just like being like a positional defender who like, oh, he moves his feet really well. It's like, give me a fucking break, bro. Give me Anthony Randolph. That's who the Warriors should have signed. Not a Pizzagate truther. Not a, if we're bringing a former warrior back, Sean, why isn't it Anthony Randolph? That is the question I ask you. Uh-huh. Um, the, it's inexplicable. Yeah. It's Bob a political Myers, bias. you done probably. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but, but yeah, they, they want to go. The thing that, that he probably will still set a lot of like, like big really dirty, dirty illegal, illegal screens, screens and yeah. they've been missing that this year was no zaza no bogut you know what i mean i mean i actually think uh the one thing boogie's done well still even though in the last few weeks here he's been kind of bad now yeah. um is set monster screens for their shooters yeah so it's great two, now they two, have two of them yeah you could play boogie at the four alongside him you know what would they be haven't, so they haven't tight though? Crunched the floor enough. You know who's never set a full screen in his entire life? Uh, Kevin Durant, Anthony Randolph. You know oh. why? Because he's too busy sprinting headlong at the at the rim with his hand up, calling for a lob every single time, every baby. Time. <sighs> Somebody sign Anthony Randolph. God damn it. Make say, hey, Phoenix Suns, make me the GM. I'll open my laptop and I'll sign Anthony Randolph. You'll scout his games in person. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they don't, you know, bring back the restraining order against both of us. <laughs> um so Sean. Oh, yes. I have one last big piece of news for you. Yes. Oh, unless actually do you want to do this part? Sorry. I want to ask this question real quick. Joey, is there... Okay, obviously, Anthony Randolph is your number one choice. Is there another old warrior you would like them to acquire? Uh, yes. Yeah. Harrison Barnes. Uh, uh, and I would like to trade Kevin Durant for him. Wow. <laughs> Look, I know they'll be worse. I know they'll be worse. But man, am I depressed lately. <laughs> that would really crank up the the 1-8 series of Kevin Durant on the Kings going against his old team. Harrison Barnes' redemption. 
I'm only half joking, um, by the I way. Mean, that would be like the most hilarious thing that could possibly <laughs> happen, for sure. Where the Warriors, like three years later, settle for Harrison Barnes on a max deal instead of Kevin Durant, and somehow Andrew Bogut's back, too. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, I wish there... the trade deadline was like tomorrow and they could make that happen. Is there anybody you would like to see them bring back, Sean? Um, Luke Walden. Like when he gets fired <laughs> this week. Bring back Luke. Uh, it's it's amazing how many of these guys are like still playing in other countries. Barbosa and Verjao are both playing in Brazil. Jared Jack is back in the D League. Bo Spates is playing in China. David was not playing, but he is starting a basketball league that will pay college players next year. Hell yeah, dude! David West, man. Um. All right, there's one last story we got to talk about, though. You yeah. kind of mentioned it. Yes. Uh, the Lakers lost to the Clippers on Monday night, which mm. pretty much eliminates them from the playoffs, right? Yeah, and I would I would also say it means that the the Clippers will will finish their definitely eighth year the in a row as the best team in Los Angeles. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's probably right. They stole Chris Paul from the Lakers when David Stern did a completely legal defensible move in that trade and he was the owner of the team that is true that's true <laughs> look and he gave Dell Demps an unbreakable eight-year contract in in response um yeah it was it was bad I mean they're they basically that was like losing to the Suns was bad but that clipper game was that felt like it was an elimination game for the mm-hmm. season. It feels like and it's over for sure. LeBron threw an inbounds pass off the back of the backboard, which I've actually never seen happen in a basketball game <laughs> before. Like, and this is including like children. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really under, I've, I've watched that clip so many times and I don't really understand what I was seeing. <laughs> uh, I saw a play like that once. It's not, Exactly like that. But one time, uh, Sean, Anthony Randolph <laughs> was inbounding the ball. He uh, passed the ball to the ref. The ref passed it back, and then he just dribbled inbounds. Oh my god. <laughs> That's incredible. So he just he was like he just told the ref check. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's a turnover, I think. Yeah, they that. turn the ball. The Warriors turn the ball over. Yeah, because <laughs> technically you are bouncing the ball out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great stuff. I don't think you're allowed to dribble at all. Anyway, you're... bring him back okay. in the NBA. <laughs> uh, and that was that was LeBron in playoff mode as uh, well. Yeah, he activated playoff mode uh, a full year early. It turns out. God, he is going to be wasting a lot of energy this summer because you can't turn off playoff mode. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in playoff mode all the way while filming Space Jam. You can actually force a restart on playoff mode, and the way you do that is you, um, you cycle off and- of HGH. <laughs> oh, I was. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I thought you had to slam your hand into a bulletin board over and over again, and then and then pretend it hurt you a lot worse when you make excuses for getting swept. 
Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's good though. I I do think it'll be nice that he can, like, he doesn't have to take steroids for like six months, right? Well, no, because he's filming Space Jam, so he probably has to take more of them. Oh no, you know, he's got to look cosmetically ripped now instead no. of like a usefully useful basketball ripped. They're gonna shut him down, and he's just gonna go in for uh, a hair transplant right away. Normally, he has to wait, but. They're going to shut him down and start working on that scalp so it'll be ready oh, for June. really throwing dirt on his grave. Um, Look, man, it's <laughs> but I do think it's funny that no one said LeBron was old until he got to Los Angeles, and now people are like, you're 33? <laughs> you might as well be 55. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, Sean. Yes. How did the Lakers fix this this summer? Is it well, possible? Well, here's my question. What do you think they can get for LeBron this summer? <laughs> I'd trade up sign and trade Kevin Durant for him. Oh, that would be a good that would be a tight move. <laughs> like Kyrie comes to the Lakers but demands they trade LeBron away. <laughs> also, now this is a real question, Joey. Uh-huh. Say the Lakers offer the Pelicans LeBron James for Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. How much do the Lakers have to throw into that deal? (laughs) One of the young guys. Yeah. (laughs) Which guy would LeBron want to go with? Kuzma? I mean, Kuzma's been playing well, but Kuzma is like defiant with him now it seems like did you see him did you see him shove lebron yes <laughs> i don't think he could go after that no kuzma's like in fuck you lebron mode it's crazy like when he when they beat boston in that game after the trade deadline he looked off lebron to shoot that three Oh, it's so tight. <laughs> I still don't know if I like really believe in Kyle Kuzma long term, but I believe in his heart. He's cool, dude. Yeah, I think um, I have rules. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have to be heart. I think it, I don't think they have to pay the full, mm-hmm. full. You know, because Ingram's been good now. <laughs> when you think about it, LeBron's got three years left on that deal, so you probably need to give him like maybe some cash, a couple second a round picks, <laughs> offset that. I mean, it would have been Hart and Zubac for sure would have gotten uh-huh. it done, but they traded but Zubac for no reason, and he destroyed their playoff hopes on Monday. Yeah, they had Mike Muscala sitting there watching like, oh, I guess we could probably use this Adonis of a 21-year-old that we traded away for someone's sad stepdad. Um. All right, Sean. Uh, is there uh, is there anything you want to plug? I think that's our show, right? We're yeah, done. I think so. I think so. Um, I'm gonna have my Tankapalooza column is coming back next week. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's a. It's definitely like very different this year. The way teams are tanking. Mm-hmm. You know who's definitely tanking? The Dallas fucking Mavericks. Oh my god! It's <laughs> it's like incredible how bad they've gotten, and it's crazy that. They're tanking by starting Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's so funny. And and also, Judd, I don't know if this is the right time to introduce this, but in our secure drop, we we actually got a song that was that was sort of about the the Mavericks decline. Oh, really? Yeah, it was I don't know who recorded it. It came from um 
vettyedder at gmail.com. Oh. And the subject line was, please don't tell Bill about this. Okay, well, we'll play oh. that in a minute. But yeah. uh, Tankapalooza, read that. As for me, you can always... Oh, man, we've got an epic Muniz tweet today. <laughs> um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where one day ago... I tweeted, I've had a lot of amazing, fortunate days in my life, and I consider myself extremely lucky for that, but fuck, I've had some insanely bad days that no one should ever experience. Today is top three one of the worst days of my life. I'll explain later. Uh, and do you want to hear what the tweet is after that? Yeah. Driving through Yazoo City for the first time since filming My Dog Skip 22 years ago. Good movie. <laughs> he never follows up. <laughs> I, I'm i so confused by this. He's never... He's never followed up a tweet where he said he was He's never made explain. a good announcement. <laughs> um, uh, anyway... God, his Sean. Twitter is really coming back it's hard. It's really great. I'm so glad he's not filming Dancing with the Stars Jr. anymore. That's what ruined it for a while. Um, anyway, uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's all read the Wizenard series. Training day. Training camp. At home, drawn double teams, top of the key, with Courtney Lee, ignored by his man, arms raised in disbelief. The team trailed by 29 points. Donnie put on pig protection. Oh, to the one at Lana Kafaluka, the Mavericks of tanking. Down the drain they swirl. Luka is choking on League Pass today. Luka is playing like ass today. Clearly I remember picking him at three. Felt like highway robbery. Ooh, but they unleashed the tank job. Traded Harrison lost by 40 to the Nets. How could I forget? And the German ain't got much left. Trey Young's got herder. No, no maps are open. Not like DeAndre, oh, like DeAndre. Donnie put on pick protection, and the pick doesn't convey if it's in the top five. The Mavericks are tanking, like the movie Waterworld. Luka is choking. On League Pass today Luka is playing Like ass these days Luka is smoking 
grass with clay. Try not to regret him. Try to erase him. Oh, from the draft board. Lugard is choking on League Pass today. Lugard is playing like ass Lugardy's smoking, smoking. Lugardy's smoking, smoking. Grass with clay. Hi, this is the ghost of Eddie Vedder's career. I know we had a deal with the ringer to play eight seconds of a live bootleg before every podcast for four and a half years, but recently that star is born shit has gotten way out of control, and believe me, I know embarrassing fandom, I root for the fucking Chicago Cubs, please like, rate, and subscribe to Roundball Rock, or else you're just an elderly woman behind the counter in a small town. By the way... The only school shooting I'm interested in these days is Zion Williamson's field goal percentage at Duke. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.